It is time to dig deep with Stacy and Stacy, a podcast for anyone hungry for God and willing to tackle today's relevant issues with authentic conversations inspired by Holy Scripture, prayer, and devotion to the sacraments. Hosted by two Texas gals who went to the same country Baptist church as little girls, had crazy lives, and found each other again decades later as Catholic convert wives and moms. Get ready, y'all. They're fixing to get real. Hi, I'm Stacy Farquharson. And I'm Stacy Trisankos. Welcome back to the Stacy and Stacy podcast. We're Ooh. back for Lent 2023 <laughs> to do. Uh, we had this idea to do a Lenten journey with Alice von Hildebrand. Yes. Um, she is one of our heroes, a woman that we would like to know more about. Mm-hmm. And we want to share that with you. So we're going to use Lent. You know, a lot of people do Bible studies, but we thought we would take this Lent to dive into who she was and what her legacy was, what her work was. So if you don't know who she is, let me tell you a little bit about her. You can find information on, there's a website all about her work. It's www.alicevonhildebrand.org. Alicevonhildebrand.org. She was a beloved figure internationally. She wrote um, 10 books, over 300 articles, and had uh, many appearances on radio and television. She was she was known as the woman who married Dietrich von Hildebrand. So this was before my time. So mm-hmm. I, I wasn't like a younger person who thought he was a great hero as a philosopher. I didn't even know what philosophy was mm-hmm. um, when I was a kid. <laughs> I'm trying to learn now. Mm-hmm. But um, but she but she, he was a he was a great figure. He died in 1977 and she was his wife. Mm-hmm. And she really I love how she advocated for her husband um, and promoted his work. But as his widow, when he died in 1977, she really devoted her life to developing his work and even making it her own. Mm. So it's beautiful mm. testimony there. Of that. She was a philosopher too. She made important contributions to the Catholic understanding of marriage and femininity. She has that book, The Privilege of Being a Woman, yes. which we're not doing for Lent. No, but I can't wait to read that. That one. is a good one. <laughs> um, so she's she is a remarkable woman and she died last January, January 14th of 2022. So that means she would have been 100 years old oh, right now. Wow. Um, so yeah. that's who we're going to look at. Alice von Hildebrand. We have a link to her website if you want to look it up and read a little more about her and listen to her on her videos and check out her books. Yes, yes. And speaking of her books, we chose one uh, for this Lenten season. It is called By Love Refined. Letters to a Young Bride. Um, this this is an easy read. So if you want to read along with us, you can download it on your Kindle and it's very inexpensive or you can uh, purchase it off of Amazon. I think we'll have a link for that mm-hmm. as well. So this book is a series of letters. It is uh, letters that she wrote to her goddaughter, Julie. And she signs each letter, Lily, because that was her nickname. 
And you can tell by the flow of the letters that there's a conversation going on that we're not privy to. And you can tell that they talk often and that Julie is asking her questions and sharing details of her new marriage. And Alice, Lily, is responding to these conversations that we don't read in the book. So every chapter is a letter. It's just a short letter to her goddaughter, and it's full of wonderful advice and just practical advice and uh, lots of wisdom. She just gives lots of wisdom. So, again, if you want to read along with us, you can uh, download that on yeah. your Kindle from Amazon. Get that book. Yeah. And, um, and, and, and that's really neat how they did that. So they you don't you're right, Stacey. You don't know the background mm -hmm. conversation. You kind of have to imagine it. Um, but Lily, the godmother, mm -hmm. is writing to this goddaughter um, as she tries to figure out marriage. We, um, why are we doing this for Lent? So I know, I know a lot of people do Bible studies for Lent, and you know, you're all about the Bible. Stacy, <laughs> Stacy is the scripture person, um, and it's, it's it's your Protestant. <laughs> you're bringing your Protestantism. <laughs> No, because anyway, like that's a whole side conversation. Yeah. Catholics don't read the Bible. But I have to say, like, I know Catholics read the Bible. Yes, absolutely. But the enthusiasm you have for the Bible, I don't <laughs> see often among Catholics. So anyway, kudos to you for, for that. Um, so Stacey will be bringing the scripture to this study. Um, so we will, we will we'll always, we'll always talk about scripture and yeah, tradition because absolutely. we're Catholic ladies and that's what we do. Scripture yes. and tradition. Um but we wanted to do this for Lent because what do we do during Lent? We try to um, work on things in our lives. Right. We try to make ourselves better Christians, more holy. Right. And Alice had this great gift, which we both aspire to ourselves. She was a scholar, right? She had a PhD in philosophy and um, she was a professor at Hunter College in New York City. So she was a scholar in every possible way, a great accomplished scholar. But she had this gift of just bringing things down to earth. Mm -hmm. And I love that because, I mean, not not to rag on men. I, I love men, married to one. Love <laughs> <laughs> but I do encounter this attitude sometimes. There's like the scholarly Catholics. Uh -huh. And they, I just picture them like in their itchy sweaters, scratching their beards, you know, <laughs> rubbing their beards. Let me see. Let's talk about this philosophy and theology. And they're, they're a bit stuffy and it's hard to get your head around because mm -hmm. um, even when I used to work in for Bishop Strickland, the church, I would tell him all the time, I feel like I have my feet in two worlds. Like my left foot is in the Valley of Tears, slogging through the mud at home, trying to raise seven kids. And, <laughs> and then I have Real my life. other pristine little right foot here in the, you know, the, the halls of the church. And um, I feel like I'm straddling the two and uh -huh. like, we need to bring those two worlds together. Well, she was just so gifted at doing that at doing that. Mm -hmm. And that her book is full of practical wisdom mm -hmm. and just tips. So we all know, we're assuming that if you're listening to this, you know what the church teaches about holy matrimony, how it's right. the bonding of two souls. It is the most intimate bond to become one. We don't say that about other relationships, right? But she has a lot of practical advice for Julie, mm -hmm. her goddaughter. Mm -hmm. And um, we're, we're going to use that. So whether you're, if you are not married, this is still practical yes. advice for any relationship. Absolutely. If you're in the middle of marriage, like we are, mm -hmm. and you have some wisdom, but you also have years ahead of you and you're not quite sure what it's going to bring. Or if you are in those golden years, or if you are widowed, this is advice for everybody. It is. Absolutely. There's something you can glean something. Um, you can take something away for 
any situation that you're in. But right now, I'm going to read this first. Every chapter, like I said, it's such an easy read. They're short little letters. And I'm going to read the first letter, and then we're going to talk about it a little bit more. I love this. <laughs> Dear Julie, at last, your deep longing is fulfilled to love a man, to be loved by him, and to be freely bound to him in marriage until death do you part. Now your great mission begins. Together, you and Michael must weave into the tapestry of your life the many things we discussed during your engagement, the beauty of marriage, it ta its tasks, its joys, and love's power to lighten its burdens and sorrows. I know how deeply you've understood the words of Thomas Kempis. Love is a great thing. Marriage is also a great thing. The most complete, the most intense, and the most beautiful relationship possible between two human beings. But like all great things in life, marriage is a risk, a deed of daring. That's why a happy marriage is impossible for people who never take any step that might threaten their security. You and Michael now have in your hands the power to create an earthly heaven or hell. It's no secret that marriage can quickly become a hell for spouses. Mm -hmm. But remember that humanly speaking, a great love between husband and wife can also be the deepest source of happiness yes. this side of heaven. How awe-inspiring to see the beauty of another soul, to love him, and then to be permitted to share in his intimacy, actually to become one with him. There's no earthly experience that is greater than this unity of souls, minds, hearts, and bodies in marriage, which is why my husband always called it a remnant of earthly paradise. <laughs> Each sublime spousal love is a gift, but a gift that must be nurtured and sheltered because of human imperfections, difficulties crop up in marriage, even between people like you and Michael who love each other deeply. I think you'll soon find that for this reason, although love is a gift, it must also be learned, especially as you try to relate it to your daily life, which isn't lived in a fairy tale castle, but in midst of everyday pressures, problems, and trials. No outsider or institution can guarantee that you and Michael will achieve joy in your marriage. You'll have to face the problems of your marriage yourselves. Your success won't depend on exterior circumstances, but on your own inner attitudes. Are you both willing to fight the good fight for your marriage, trusting that your mutual love, strengthened by grace, will achieve victory in spite of the tempest that threaten every human mm -hmm. undertaking? I know that you've already begun to experience the hopes and delights of marriage and that you'll continue to do so in the coming months. My heart is filled with joy for you, your devoted friend, Lily. Uh, <laughs> imagine reading that when you're a new bride. Mm. There's so much wisdom in just that letter alone. And there's so many things we could talk about. You always say what jumps out at you. Yes. Yeah. I won't say that. No. What jumped out at me. <laughs> <laughs> what jumped out at me in that letter was, um, I mean, the title of it is love is a great thing, but the deed of daring that marriage is a deed of daring, mm -hmm. but like all great things in life, marriage is a risk, a deed of daring. As Kierkegaard said, I'll take a word for it. Yeah. I haven't read all his stuff. That's why a happy marriage is impossible for people who never take any step that might threaten their security. Mm. And that, you know, my, one of the greatest compliments my husband pays me is um, that I'm, I'm courageous. Mm. And he's seen mm -hmm. that I'm courageous. Like, I'll take you that are. risk. I'm like, bring it. 
let's go, let's do it, let's do this. And um, I'm not afraid to take a risk. I'm not afraid to jump into things. Um, I've learned to be cautious, but I didn't think of marriage that way. I did not think of marriage as taking a risk, but I definitely think of it that way every day now. I mean, there have been times in our marriage when um, we were going to, I know everybody says this, but seriously, it's scary when it's you. I didn't think we were going to make it. Mm -hmm. I didn't think we were going to make it. I actually, I know the church says don't get divorced. I actually was ready to live apart. Mm -hmm. I felt like I was going to walk into that great sunset all alone with my hand out mm -hmm. and no one was going to be there. And um, I'm like, come on, let's go. Mm -hmm. And, um, and it, it was a great risk. And I have had to take it is a risk. You are taking a risk because you can't control that other person. No. What I always say, I'm a chemist and I don't mean this to be flippant or to laugh, but I swear this is how I'm made because I know so much about chemistry and because I know that other person's made of atoms and molecules. I actually for a long time thought I could control people mm. because that's what you do with atoms <laughs> and, and you can control people. That was part of my materialism I had to get over. But now I see it as taking a risk because I have to trust him I have to trust him I, it, and I have to, it is a great deed of daring because mm -hmm. I have to trust him that he's going to be there for me. And also I have to trust myself that I'm going to be there 20 mm -hmm. years from now, I'm going to show up. Mm -hmm. And, um, and that's scary. I feel like in our marriage, what made it sink is that I felt like somebody cut my rib cage opened and I just had to like, not just my guts, but my heart and everything. Mm -hmm. I just like throw it all down here. It's mm -hmm. all for the marriage. <laughs> and, um, and it, it has taught me to be the most courageous I could have ever been. It's a sacrifice and you have to be vulnerable and transparent with each other and to trust someone to the point where you can be so vulnerable and so transparent, showing them and revealing them everything you've mm -hmm. got, like your, your heart, like you said, just throwing it all out there. Even that without is, makeup or eyelashes. Hey. <laughs> <laughs> yes, that, that is dairy. That's risky. <laughs> Oh, well, okay. So what jumped out at me at the very beginning, it says to be freely bound to him in marriage until death do you part freely bound. That phrase spoke to me because immediately I went to the cross. Immediately. I thought of how Jesus was bound, but he was freely bound. He, he put himself there. You know, Lent is, um, if you look up on the UCCB, USCCB website. It tells us that Lent is a 40 day season of prayer. And I got to stop there oh, and yeah. tell you yeah. that I, Stacey and I were trying to figure it up because it started <laughs> You said Lent's yesterday. 40 days this year. And yeah, I'm like, what? I did. I, so it started and yesterday and it ends on Holy Thursday. And if you count, count all the days, yeah. it's 44 days. I did not know this. So you don't count Sundays. I, I, for some reason, I did not. Know I that. didn't know that either. So we were trying <laughs> we're to, add, we kept adding it, counting over and over. So anyway, just a tidbit there. We don't, don't count, count Sundays. Sundays. <laughs> yes. So it starts on Ash Wednesday. It ends at sundown on Holy Thursday mm -hmm. minus the Sundays. Uh, yes, yes. But it is a season of prayer and fasting and almsgiving. And we want to, we are called to practice self-discipline and fasting. And so I thought about, I thought about Jesus being on the cross and I thought about his journey and, you know, he, this is his journey leading up to the greatest sacrificial act in all of history. It is where the God of the universe, creator of everything, 
gave his life for us. And of course, it reminds me of John 3, 16, for God so loved the world. It doesn't say that God so loved all the good people or the ones that would choose him or the ones that would love him back. It says God so loved the world, the good, the bad, and the ugly. Not just the iPhone users. Yes, yes, all of us. And he gave his only son, Jesus, the second person of the Trinity, so that if we believe in him, we might have eternal life. And Paul, St. Paul even writes in Romans uh, chapter five, that God proves his love for us, that while we were still sinners, Christ died for us. While we're still swimming around in all that muck and mire, Mm -hmm. Jesus gave his life for us. So, um, you know, this, this season... This season is, you know, uh, just reminds me that he didn't, he wasn't on that cross because of the nails and he wasn't on that cross because of the guards that were standing there guarding him. He was on that cross because of love, because he loved us Mm -hmm. so much. And um, actually the U.S., I know I keep going back to this. um, Yeah, he was freely bound. And the USCCB website, I just wanted to go back to that and tell you that they have a Lent calendar that you can go to. And we will also put a, um, a link to it. Yes. But they have a, a calendar that you can follow every day. And today, February the 23rd, it says Lent is a time of grace a time for letting God gaze upon us with love and in this way change our lives. We were put in this world to go from ashes to life. Mm -hmm. And that is a quote by Pope Francis in his homily on February 26, 2020. And I love that. This is a time Mm -hmm. of grace, a time to let God gaze upon us with love. And think about that. Uh, think about the love that held him on the cross, freely binding him to the cross for us. And I think in our relationships, um, specifically marriage relationships, we can let this be a time to let God gaze up on us and, and let our spouse gaze up on us as well. And by which I mean, don't like stand there. It <laughs> <laughs> always makes Pat nervous. He's like, you're sta-. He says, you're wolfing me. <laughs> You're standing there staring at me. I just picture myself just, sitting there like this is selfie, baby. Look, Pat. And oh, no. <laughs> but, but like, but seriously, think about that gaze on us. Um, let's let God gaze on us, our relationships. It's all opened up. Like we did an episode on good, bad, and ugly. I always yeah. think about that. You can't hide any of that stuff. But not just letting our spouse or the person we're in a relationship with, our parents, our children. Not just letting them gaze on us, but gaze back like yeah. in, in that love of God, gaze back. Because one thing I, I'm, I'm very it's like a self-motivated person and it makes me sometimes selfish. I don't mean to be selfish, but I just I get wrapped up in the things I'm doing. And um, I've been working. And one thing I'm going to work on this Lent season in my marriage is to gaze upon my husband more, to to watch him and learn more about him. Cause Alice was very, very big on that in, in her writing and the book, we'll get into that. She, she learned about her husband. She studied her husband. She gazed mm-hmm. upon him and 
advocated for his work. And, and she was I don't so devoted. Look enough. how many years after he mm -hmm. passed away that she remained devoted to him and to his work, to his heart. Yeah. Uh, you know, I, so many times I have said that I wish that my husband could see himself the way God sees him. And I've prayed for God to show me my husband. Mm -hmm. let, let me see him with your eyes. Because I think that's important for us to see our spouses through the lens, through the eyes of the Lord. And mm -hmm. um, I know, I know that God loves my husband so much because he has showed me that. I am just amazed at Pat's how much God. Pat is easy to love. <laughs> Everybody loves Pat. <laughs> he is. He's such a good guy. But I just, uh, I know that God showed me how much he loves Pat. So pray mm -hmm. this um you know, pray that the Lord would show you your spouse uh, yeah. through his eyes and how much uh, how he feels about them and how much he cares about mm -hmm. them and loves them. I'm going to make a point to do that, too, because I, I to stop and just ask my husband, not ask him, you know, did you put that plastic ring about the around the new light above <laughs> the fireplace yet? Cause I don't know how to do it. Can you wash the dog beds? Can you? please take these bags of clothes down to Goodwill. Can you, like, I always have my honey. You got this. your honey. I'm trying this. not to, but I do. <laughs> and um, I don't ask him enough, like how he's, you know, what, what kind of man he is, you know, what, what drives you. And I, I kind of know, but I don't spend enough time asking those questions. So I'm really committing this Lent. I am going to give up something. I don't know what it is yet, but um I'm already counting every calorie. So, but, uh, cause it's, a, I'm, I'm never mind. Um, but I'm going to make a point this Lent to ask him something about himself every day in a real genuine way and then shut up and listen, which is also mm. the hard part for me. Like, okay, I asked my question mm. now. Um, now let me tell you all the things <laughs> to study him. I love yes. that. Okay. Uh, and the other thing, um, that I liked in this, in her letter there, your success won't depend on exterior circumstances. What? <laughs> Stacy had her hand over her mouth. Oh. So your success doesn't depend on your exterior circumstances. Um, that's another thing we've learned. That was a big thing, a big hump that we had to get over through the mid part of our marriage. I feel like we're over a hump now. Like we're, we are walking into that sunset very much arm in arm. Um, these days we, we have such, my, it's worth it in marriage. Like Jose and I fought our way to a deeper understanding of each other where we don't even fight now, but I don't mean by that, like a fake plastic way. We never, we have disagreements all the time, but I'm not afraid to disagree with something. I'm not afraid to tell him what I think. And he's not afraid to tell me what he thinks. And we, um, you know, duke it out with our words sometimes trying to figure something out, but from a place of trust, we both trust that we're after the same good end. And so, if he has a different opinion, I trust that I can listen to that because he probably has some insight. I don't, we've developed that trust mm -hmm. and that respect for each other. We didn't always have it. It used to be a competition between us, but you have to, your success will not depend on external circumstances. Your success will depend on what you build in between you. She, she says um, no outsider or institution can guarantee that you and your husband, Michael for Julie, will achieve joy in your marriage. You'll have to face that problems of marriage yourselves. Your success won't depend on exterior circumstances, but on your own inner attitudes. Are you both willing to fight the good fight for your marriage, trusting that your mutual love strengthened by grace will achieve victory in the spirit, in spite of the tempest that threaten every human understanding. Mm -hmm. That's Raising huge. kids, mm -hmm. you know, there's always things that are out there trying to threaten us. There's, there's demonic things that try mm -hmm. to threaten mm -hmm. our security in each other. 
and we have very much internally um, bonded in a way that we can work those things out. Yeah. Your own inner attitude that really speaks because, you know, I had somebody one time tell me that if you look for the good, you'll find the good. If you look oh, for yeah. the bad, yeah. you'll find the bad. I'm so bad. I'm so looking at the bad all the time. Yeah. So, Anxiety. I mean, we have to, we have to look for the good in our spouses and, and then we'll find, and I always say that, you know, what you focus on grows. Yeah. So if you're focusing on the negativity, if you're focusing, because no one's perfect, right? I mean, if you look, you're going to find something bad to, to focus on. But the more you focus on that one bad thing, the bigger that is going to get. Mm -hmm. And if you can focus on the good, I'm, you know, I encourage you to just Thank God for your spouse and find something daily to thank God for in your spouse. I love that. And that will start to grow. And you'll see that your attitude, you know, will change. Your heart will change. Your love will grow. It will start changing. It, it may not happen overnight, but if you start focusing on the positive, focusing on the good, you'll find it. It'll grow and, and it'll build um, it'll build your relationship with your husband. That's beautiful. I'm going to do that. I am definitely committed to doing that. And we'll tell you how it's going. Um, <laughs> our, we're going to be doing this podcast every Tuesday and Thursday. Yes, yes. So um, you will, ex you can expect another dive into this book from Alice von Hildebrand, yes. uh, Letters to a Young Bride, and on Tuesdays and Thursdays. And we will enjoy walking through Lent with you. Yes. I'm Stacy Farquharson. And I'm Stacy Trasenkos. Until next time. If you are interested in bringing Stacy and Stacy to your parish or study group for a retreat or a talk, they would love to come liven things up and keep it real. Please see stacyandstacy.site for more information. <laughs>